0: Testing,
1: testing. One, two, three. Chardcast, an audio portrait of an amazing town. Listen to the people of Chard. Talk about this special place, the one and only Chard. Like and subscribe to never miss a fantastic episode of Chardcast. Chardcast. Oh, that was a really good episode. I really like doing that. The I like joining in. I'm so in the Hello,
0: and welcome to the very first episode of ChartCast. This is the first of 12 episodes that paint an audio portrait of our amazing town. In this first episode, recorded at Chart Museum, we'll listen to some of the volunteers from the museum talking about some of the fascinating photographs held in the museum's archive. That's why we've named this first episode Talking Photographs. Special thanks to Sue Passmore, Craig Hussey, Vince Lean, Nigel Rice, Sheila Brand, Sue Heward, Karen Evans, Jerry Buse, Adam Loneragan and Doreen Toms. Chardcast is a twelve month project managed by Chard Museum on behalf of Culturally Chard. It is funded through South Somerset District Council and Historic England. Chardcasts are all available from the museum website, www.chardmuseum.co.uk. Hello, I'm here at Chard Museum, and there's about 10 people sitting around a table with me, all volunteers at the museum. And they have in their hands some really fascinating photographs of the town. So, shall we start with you, Nigel? Uh, Can you describe the photograph that you've got in your hand? And we've got Craig here, who knows an awful lot about these photographs. So he might, Nigel, be able to shine some light on the picture. So, Nigel, what can you see?
1: Well, I'm looking at um, a picture of the Ollie Road to the I Street, Uh, one of 1905 and one of more modern times. Uh, In the 1905, they got it um, shown a horse and vehicle going down the street but I was saying to the others here that is where the shambles used to be and the town hall prior to 1905 they knocked the um, town hall down and turned it sideways and um, before they built the guild hall even in the 1905 one it's looking fairly tidy, you haven't got any of the, the effects of the shambles hanging around there and then the new one is all clean and cars parked around
2: everywhere.
3: Craig, is the top one a dirt road that's going down 4th Street?
2: Mm. I would say yes, because um, it's, 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 it's very much an old dirt track, I would say.
4: Can, can I just butt in and say I've got two postcards of that actual photo?
2: Yes, I've, Yeah. there's quite a few postcards about, I think, of... Um, of, of the top image. There's, a, there's an awful lot, and I'm, I'm sure the Champs Vince and, and everybody has seen them, there's all sorts of postcards pretty much of this same area. I would say it's probably the, that shot is one of the most pictured. You can see how it all changes. And you, on the corner, what, what is the Baker's Dozen, you can see that it's, it's a different... The, the, the building itself is different. Yeah, it's a lovely... It's a lovely picture.
5: Well, I've got a picture of um, the High Street... Uh, looking up from above the Guildhall, it's, it's not a picture I've seen before because it's, um, it's taken from higher up rather than down on street level. As the other person was saying, the town looked a lot more busy than it looks these days nice. and it looks far more pleasant, in my opinion.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Again, I think I've seen this, this image as a, as a postcard as well. I don't know, and I think as well when you look at it and you see the vehicles, you can sort of picture it. I'm thinking possibly um possibly in the sixties. I just think it looks like a lovely a lovely town on a on a on a lovely summer's day. There's a lot of shops, there's a lot of people milling about, a lot of cars, and I think if you were to possibly take that picture at that sh- shot t- today, um it would be slightly different, I think, so um yeah, I think it's a Again, a, a lovely picture, a lovely snapshot of, of the past. I think it's great.
5: One of the nice things about the High Street, even now, is the wideness of that street. Yeah. I mean, it's it's as you, as you do look at it objectively, it's still very wide, lovely trees on either side, so it still does have that attractive appearance.
1: Yes.
4: Lots of hanging baskets too that are lovely through the summer. I'm not sure when it was taken. When do you think it was taken, Craig?
2: Um, I would put that, I bow to anybody's... And the knowledge, but I would put that in about sixty-three, sixty-four.
4: Mm. I would agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, looks like mid-sixties. Yeah, yeah. On and when taken the... from the Guildhall, I would think.
2: Yes, I would say, and that's Excuse only only court. guessing on from when the crown shot. So about sixty-three, sixty-four. Yeah. Uh, the crown shot in sixty-seven, I think. So it would have to be, I would say, it would have to be sixty-seven at the at the at the latest. But um, I think if you were looking at, say, you wanted to see a picture of child in the 60s, and, and I think that would be, and the fact that it's in colour as well, I think it's, it's great. But I think if you were to show this picture today, and I think it's already been picked up on, it's, everybody would zoom in on, there's a lot of parking spaces. <laughs> you know, and, and I think, and the layout of the town, and as Sheila said, how the town is, I think it's such, um, you know, it's, it's, it looks great there, I think. It really does.
6: The photograph I've chosen is one that I discovered. uh, Because I'm interested in aviation, it's an aerial picture of Chard taken in the mid-1920s. And there's a special real reason for it. And that is because I can see the house that we live in now as it was in the mid-20s. It's taken from over the top of the new um, leisure centre, and it looks towards Bowden Street. So I can see white fish and chip shop. I can see the place where Littles used to be. Um, I can see Le Mans, which used to be the vicarage for the congregational church, Bowden Centre. So it's interesting. In my mind's eye, I see a biplane from World War I vintage Circling chard, taking these images in the mid 20s. I can even see somebody in Holly Terrace who's obviously interested in a photograph being taken by an aeroplane
2: looking up at that plane. It's really interesting. And uh, I've seen that, I have seen that picture myself, and it is great. There's there's quite a few taken, um, I think there's a few aerial ones of that time. So it's yeah. still
3: got all the sheds from the mill hasn't it on it
2: there's a, there's some of it still there, but an, an awful lot of you st- obviously the mill's still there, but I'm just looking at it now, and there's been obviously vast changes with the the leisure center It also
6: shows how every photo tells a story, and the story I know about that is the bottom of our garden used to be uh, is now Bowden car park, and I know that uh, looking at the deeds that we have with the house, it was sold to the council in 1954 for 50 pounds. <laughs> so our bit of the garden, that was a vegetable garden, was underneath Bowden Street car park. <laughs> well, the
4: photo I've got in front of me is of Chard Industrial and Providence Society Limited, which was chard Co-op. Um, And why it's interesting to me is because it's where I started work. I only worked there for about a year um, in the office. But one of my jobs, being the junior, was to go up to um, the top of the building where they had all their meetings. And one day um, I had to clean and polish the uh, director's table and everything. And I smelled smoke and there was actually a fire there, um, an electrical fault, and we called the fire brigade. Had I not had to go up there, it could have been a big fire. (laughs) Um, Obviously, this photo is a long time before me, but it looks about the 1920s, I would think. But it remained charred co-op for many years until about two years ago um, it closed, and there is another shop in that Um, place now but it was wonderful shop because it sold everything they had a bakery at the back they had a dairy at the back they um, in the ladies dresses um, you put your money in the little cup and pulled the chain and it went across to a main uh, office where they then sent back the change to you Mm -hmm. Um, it had a men's outfitters um, it's a pity we haven't got it now. I think we could do with it, really. <laughs> yeah, so um, that's why that photo's of an interest to me.
2: I can just about remember when my mum worked at the co-op and, and the shop, the, this one was still there and you could sort of buy everything. And I can just remember going in there as a as a kid and just had loads of tellies in there and you could just see all the tellies and, and there was you could just literally buy everything. And I think it's... Um, it's a shame, really, when you, you you look at that picture and you hear people, you know, and they say you could get everything in there, and they sort of just. And now you kind of look at what's there now, and you know, I don't want to say that you know they shouldn't knock things down and, and you, things change. I know that and history and life moves on, but I think when you look at that and what another, the building and, and the, what the shop represented and everything you could get in there, I think I think the town lacks. It really misses. A really good shop like that, I think, where you could literally go in and, and as you said, get get anything. Yeah, I think you said. And it was a lovely shame.
4: building, wasn't it? Whereas yeah. what we've got now is very austere, really, isn't it? Very yeah. modern.
2: Yeah,
1: and I don't know what the camera was, but they're certainly a very high quality. Mm. You know, and the definition that you've got on the print, you can certainly pick out all the uh, various buildings that are there now that are not there now. Yes. The very high quality print.
6: I think we also forget now in this modern digital age that these were all taken with film. So, whereas today we just snap away with selfies and produce hundreds of images, we forget now that in those days you got 12 pictures on a roll or you got 20 pictures or possibly even... 36 pictures on a roll. (laughs) And you were very careful about taking an image and framing it. So in some ways you took a lot more care about photographs in those days than we do now.
3: Um, It's interesting that we've got loads of photographs, all from the Victorian times. People Mm. like standing outside their shops and having their photograph taken. Mm. And then we're, we're kind of a bit... It's a bit difficult in the 60s and 70s. People just didn't stand and take photographs of shops anymore. Mm. Yet, you know, we have loads from Victorian times, Edwardian times, 20s. Yet, it's a bit, you know, difficult to find ones from the 80s and 90s, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I think, current on from what you're saying there, that uh, the earlier photographs were framed because the exposure time to use in the plate cameras, they had to frame them. We've got one here somewhere in the museum with the child outside of Manor, what is now Manor Court School. You can see that it's definitely framed picture. But the child was told to go there and stay there <laughs> while the exposure went on.
0: <laughs> yeah, imagine that now in that selfie culture. If you had to stay still for two minutes to
7: have your picture taken, it wouldn't work, would it? <laughs> We've got um, some photos of school classes from South End school um, where obviously some children can't sit still for too long so they're a bit wobbly
2: I think really with uh, the best thing about a photograph is it's like a it's a snapshot of a memory so you can somebody can be saying something oh I can remember this I can remember when that building was there and then you produce the photo and they can look at it and it's and it's not like a stage a lot of these photos you know. They're just snapshots, and you can look at that, and a photo can take you right back, and, and you can remember it and, and picture it. And I've you know I've, I've people look at fo- different photos I've got, and they say, cool, I can. Ch-. I've showed them a photo of um, uh, Dalgetty's or, or, or Wyatt's, the animal feed manufacturers, and they look at the picture and say, cool, I can remember the smell, and I can remember this, and all just from looking at, at that one photo. So I think I think a photo is a, a trigger really for a memory. I, I think, think Craig's right.
5: I think people are much more interested in the photographs of their era,
2: Absolutely.
5: Um, more so than old photographs. Yeah. Um, they're interested, but because of contemporary photographs sort of triggers memories, yeah. uh, it excites them much more.
2: So I think the photo works better, because somebody could look at an old photo of, the, of child in. 1901 and obviously they're thinking oh I don't you know it didn't know it looked like that but then they can look at a photo from the from say the 60s or the 70s and they can remember it and I think that's the one as well when they can remember something that isn't there anymore and it's I also think...
5: useful to confirm to confirm an argument indeed it is indeed it is
2: <laughs> and
4: I think you're right about smells because <laughs> you know you do bring back memories like you say of uh why it's the smell there of uh, Definitely. And that was quite a nice smell, not a nasty
3: smell.
7: (laughs) (laughs) The thing I found with the photo we were looking at earlier was that it can also tell a little bit more about the history, because all those mill cottages in Bowdoin Street all had vegetable gardens, and I don't think they'll have them now.
5: It also leads you on to further research, doesn't it? I mean, it, it strikes an interest in the first place, so you get these first impressions... And then it may show you something that you want to research further. Um, You want to find out about the gardens and how extensive the gardens were and how people used those gardens. So it's extending that that interest just from this first image. Hmm.
7: I think it's also interesting that a photograph can capture something which isn't the intended target. Like, you can uh, see in the background of images something which wasn't the intended subject of a photo and yet can
2: spark a memory or a line of investigation which can bring you further in. Mm. I've had that happen a lot. I've put a, I put a photo on of the town of 4th Street, and um, I did it a little while ago. And in, it was just in the back. I hadn't took any notice of it, but in the background, it was the shop Harriman's. And obviously in my time, Harriman's always at Holyrood Street. And then straight away that triggered somebody saying, well, I didn't know that was there. And then someone else would say, yeah, I can remember, and I, I got my jeans there, and... And then all of a sudden it all sort of sort of carries on from something that wasn't the intention. It was just a it was a photo of the Guild Hall. And it was it was that little shop triggered everybody to remember something. I think that's really good.
5: Yeah, there's often a little aside, isn't there? Yeah. We we did some we were comparing some photographs a little while ago at the High Street and we're trying to work out where shops were particularly. Um, and people say, no, that wasn't there, or we're, we're wrong here. Or, and it, it just even just a little window somewhere yeah. on a building can, uh, can, as I said earlier, confirm or, or trigger something in somebody's mind.
2: I think I'm, I can always remember when I first got into the photos and I got my mum's wedding photo. And I look at it and she stood outside St Mary's Church and she stood there with her dad and she's on a wedding day and obviously, Sheila, you're going to laugh at this, in the background is a pub... And I, said, and I said to my mum, like, what is that? I couldn't work it out because obviously now it's not there. And um, so it wasn't, in the end I was looking at that photo, but it, not for the reasons my mum showed it to me. It was her wedding photo. It was the, the fact there was a building there that isn't there anymore. And that kind of is a lot of the reason why I carried on loving getting into the photos. If you look at a then and now photo of the town... The Guildhall will always, pretty much always be there. But then, if you look around it, how much, how different the whole surroundings are. But some things, it's like the same, but different.
3: Yeah, I noticed that when we were looking through photographs from the Victorian age, yeah. that some shop fronts have not changed no. at all. No. So they've either just been painted over, yeah, or bits right. of wood have been yeah. replaced, or whatever. But they're exactly the same. Yeah. Emery's is exactly the same as it was in the 1860s. Yeah, you can
2: go back through any, was, any number of yeah. photos and you look at Holyrood Street and pretty much you can tell, you can yeah. more or less tell where it is. Do-
3: what was dovetails, you yeah. know, the community had. Yeah. It's always looked like that.
7: And if you look up, um, you can still see the, the windows from where they were built. It's another interesting thing about photographs, isn't it?
5: As people walk along the street, they don't look up, but when they look at a photograph, they do look at various
1: levels. Sitting underneath this speed deck ceiling. And uh, because the uh, the roofing above that and the sun
2: shining on it is causing it to creak. There's <laughs> uh, some marvellous photos I've seen of like shower bang trips and yeah. and things in the garden and you look at them and you just think, Oh they're great and, and like Sue said, they're all in, in their finery and but you just look at it and you just you, you can see where it is, but you just I don't know if that is... And it kind of adds to the mystery, I suppose. You know, wondering who it is. is that could be a relation. That, you know, you just don't know. But it would be nice, I think, to, um, to say who, who it is. But it's, um, it all adds to, I think... As long as you can sort of pinpoint where it is, I think it just adds to the, the sort of mystery of the picture, I think.
5: We do ask sometimes if people can identify some of the people. But you, again, have to be careful. Do you trust their memory? Um it's, it's not an easy situation. It's, uh, it's quite difficult sometimes. Um,
3: you know, people remember things very differently. Yeah. Yeah. And some of them we all know. <laughs> some of them are more recent as well, like Dave Whedon's photographs of sports events and things like that. Loads of teams, yeah, you know, um, football, and, and it'd be lovely to... But they're I've, more I've, recent. I've
2: come across a lot of Dave Whedon photos and in the end I've I, I put a, a Facebook album... On, and I just called it people of Chard, and I just basically post them in, and then just hope for the best, really, because I can't, I don't know. You just there's so many people, you just don't know who they are, and then it's it's worked quite well because someone will put, oh, I recognise him, and that's me, and and then it sort of goes from there. So it's it's not too bad, but there is, I mean, certainly with Dave Whedon, he took so many, so many photos of the town, and like I can remember every sports day, every event, every carnival, he was, he was somewhere. He was always about with a camera, and I think there's a... He certainly left a huge, uh, huge collection.
5: And I hope you're writing all this down. <laughs> <laughs>
7: <laughs> Nigel's saying about having pictures framed. The school photos that are in our schoolroom here, when we have the, the parties of the, from the local schools, we try and let, get them to know what it was like to be at school. And part of that is looking at the photos we have on the wall, where the children are sitting there very still, although some that move are a bit fuzzy, and see what they can learn from the photos about the children's lives around the turn of the century. Um, One of the things we point out is that the little boys are most probably wearing um, paper collars, because the washing would only be done once a week, so the collars would get very dirty. Um, so they could just change a cheap paper collar, um, the little girls wearing white pinafores because that to keep their dresses underneath clean, because they wouldn 't be washed only once a week. But they're also what you can 't see, um, and it 's glasses, spectacles, because none of them would have been able to afford them um, at the turn of the century they have been too expensive. Um, they were all wearing the boys anyway, were wearing really big. Heavy, clumpy, hobnail boots because mm. um, they had to make them last. You couldn't just have a new pair of sh- trainers or shoes every term. Mm. And likewise, the little girls, most of them are wearing short boots. It, um, mm. But it shows just to show them the difference between then and now. The um,
5: uh, impressions that are given by just the frontage of the museum people think that's all it is, and once they've Come in, and they see the barn and the various enclaves. Then um, they're really impressed, and usually the comments are very, very positive about what's here in the museum. It's very extensive with all the uh, with what do we used to call them the the famous the famous five, famous five yeah. Um, yeah the famous
3: five so uh, all you know, had you know nationwide start, anyway. didn't they nationwide mm-hmm. credibility in various ways all of them so they're good local people that we've done some work on. And luckily now all the schools are taking more interest and coming in in parties, which makes a big difference, and that'll carry on, won't it? It'll pique people's, you know, kids' interests, and then that might pique their kids' interests if it carries on that way.
4: I don't know how you all feel, but I always feel very calm, and when you come into that main area, it's a very peaceful place, Um, especially when you start, you know, before you open up... um, it, it's lovely, it's, it's really got that lovely vibe to it, that it's very calming, or I find it that way.
5: Thing about The fa- things about the Famous Five is that we have to remember who they are. That's,
3: <laughs> that's exactly it. Um, <laughs> got Stringfellow. We've got Stringfellow. Pioneer Gillingham. Flights. Gillingham. Pioneer Flights, yeah. Gillingham, Pioneer who was the, the prosthetics. prosthetics. That's uh, two. Built a business from very early Bonfield. on in the Victorian times. Margaret Bonfield, on, yeah. first. Margaret
1: Bonfield, cabinet minister, first female cabinet minister, yes. Arthur Hall, the... Uh, diarist. diarist. Yes, a diarist. Um, the basic the start of the museum, yes.
3: Yeah. And James Gifford. And James Gifford.
1: And James Gifford. Uh, he was part of Gifford and Fox, the lace mills, and uh, he had a little sideline going in x-rays and um, optics. optics. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, optics, which he worked for the uh, ministry. Yeah, first reward, that's it. Yeah. That.
3: <laughs> Very good. That's, that famous five,
0: that's
1: the famous five. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Chardcast. An audio portrait of an amazing town. Listen to the people of Chard. Talk about this special place. The one and only Chard. Like and subscribe. To never miss a fantastic episode of Chardcast! <laughs> Chardcast! a really good episode. I really like doing that. The I thing. like joining me
0: and
4: the so good. I
0: know. Thanks for listening to our first episode of Chartcast. The next episode will focus on the history of carnival in the town. Don't forget to like and subscribe.